My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We grew up in a place where your teachers always told you you need to be aiming for this grade and that grade. Whereas this is just a place where you can say, okay, here are some tips from someone who is going through what you're going through right now. Well, we've all been pushed around. Hello and welcome to It's Complicated with me, Tanya Goodin. The podcast to help you untangle your relationship with your phone. Cause we've all been pushed around. This is a podcast about learning to live healthily and happily with technology and the digital world. And understanding why sometimes it's so hard to do. Because if we learn how to step away from our phones more, we'll be learning how to step in more to our lives. Improving our relationships, our work, and our health. I'm your host, Tanya Goodin, author and founder of digital wellbeing movement Time to Log Off. Each week I'll be asking a new guest what they've learned about the relationship with the tiny tyrant in their pocket, their smartphone. I'm sure you'll agree with me that the pandemic does seem to have been particularly harsh on young people. If you think about the children that are still at school and young people at university, they've had to be at home, they've had to do all their lessons at home, they've had to do their university exams at home, and for those who are graduating this year, they've had to do without all the usual celebrations and enjoyment of finishing their exams and enjoying their last few weeks at university. So my two guests today are people who actually produce content for that community and are in the midst of that community themselves. Jack Edwards is a YouTuber who's just graduated from Durham University and V Kativu, also a YouTuber, just graduated from Oxford. Literally both of them just this summer. They're not just YouTubers, they're actually part of a really niche community on YouTube called Study Tubers, where they kind of focus on the 
academic and learning experience of people their age. And what's been amazing about these two and the community that they're part of is that they actually came together to form what they call the Study Tube Project as a kind of solution to providing education and resources to children and young people who were at home. All completely free, resources they were providing every night, uploading them onto YouTube across a vast range of subjects and content. Fantastic initiative. And when I heard about it, I really wanted to talk to them about it and also to find out what it's been like to be a student at university in the middle of a pandemic and to hear a little bit more about their plans about what they're going to do now. So I had such a good chat with the two of them and I think you're really going to enjoy this too. So hi, Jack and V, welcome. Hello. Hi. This is the first time that I've done a podcast, a socially distanced podcast, with two guests in two different locations. (laughs) (laughs) So just to explain to everyone, we may have a few issues, but we're just going to dive in. Um, It's so 2020. (laughs) It's really 2020, yeah. So I wanted to talk to the two of you about your study tube project which has been described brilliantly I thought as the Avengers of YouTube education (laughs) I love I love that description but actually when I was thinking about the episode I thought actually I only found out what study tubers were a year ago and I thought most of my guests probably won't even have heard of study tubers themselves before we get into the project so I wondered if one of you wanted to explain what a study tuber is Go ahead, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) I see I've been given the responsibility to answer that one. Um, Yeah, to be honest, I think it's almost a niche on YouTube that developed quite naturally because people are students, young people are students. And it was something that I guess people weren't always seeing as something that was super important to share. It was just like, oh, it's just part of my life. I I go to school. I'm part of the education system. And then... I think there's something in mutual understanding, recognition, relatability that kind of formed a community of us recording our sort of studies and what we were up to as young people and as students. And then other young people and students watching and being like, yes, I understand the struggles, the hustle, all of these things that you're going through, the deadlines, the all-nighters. I relate to that. (laughs) And it kind of, yeah, became a bit of a, a community. So Jack... When did you start being a study tuber? And then V, when did you start it? Jack, were you a before GCSEs around that kind no, of thing? Um, no, for me, it was sort of by accident. I started a YouTube channel just to vlog sort of travel and that kind of thing. And then I went to university and I was first generation in my family, absolutely terrified, shaking like a leaf and had so many questions that were just unanswered by the internet. So when I went to uni, I filmed it because I thought I want to answer those questions that I had a year ago and so the study tube thing sort of happened by accident because I was just filming myself being in education and then this community of people who were doing their A-levels and their GCSEs and all sort of formed around that so for me I sort of stumbled into it but it's the loveliest community of people in the whole world so I'm glad that I did it was a good accident. (laughs) And V what about you when did you start? For me I kind of also almost fell into it because I started my journey at Oxford University on a foundation year and it was the first foundation year in both Oxford and Cambridge and it was just a 
thing in the community like everyone wanted to know all about it and they all didn't understand why is Oxford having a foundation year and I guess that came with the issues of access and for a lot of students from underrepresented underprivileged backgrounds going to places like Oxford and Cambridge is extremely just difficult or you feel like it's out of your reach and it's not because you're not smart enough the grades are there but there's barriers in your way that you know restrict you from getting to those places so when I heard about the foundation year I immediately applied and I went there and when I was at Oxford every time I'd come home everybody and I mean everyone would be asking me like what do you guys eat there do you have lobster like is it Harry Potter capes like what's going on down there and I realized there's a massive massive gap between what people know Oxford to be and what it actually is and I think that was also a massive barrier in some students not applying so after a year of my foundation year and I eventually got into Oxford for undergrad I just was like I have to start a channel like I absolutely have to because there's clearly a gap here between Mm. what students who look like me and sound like me think that they can attain and aspire to and intelligence does not have an accent or a skin tone or a look like it's anyone who's passionate about their subject so I made a YouTube channel to show myself being unapologetically black in a space like Oxford that historically may have rejected me and then that's how I entered the study tube world and even when I started my channel I had no idea that the word study tube was even a thing I think (laughs) like formulated about a year and a half ago people finally gave it a title but the community had always existed I have to say, I find your channels both really inspiring. And I, I just want to let you know, Jack, I think I, I mentioned this when we were trying to set it up, but actually one of the things I do is talks in schools. And I think it was about a year ago or maybe two years ago, I was thinking, well, I want to talk to parents about YouTubers that are really positive for their kids to follow. And I found your video, how, oh. I, how I got three A stars at A level. And I thought <laughs> any parent is going to want their child to follow this YouTuber so, so I've actually been talking about you in school for a couple of years. I don't know. Well, I'm honoured. But yeah, because I mean, you know, when I'm talking to parents, I'm saying, look, your kids are on YouTube. So you need to know that YouTube is not all doom and gloom. And there's actually some really positive stuff there. I think it feels nice to be part of a community where we all build each other up and there's room for us all to succeed. It's a community full of really ambitious, determined, driven people. And it's sort of about sharing and pooling resources and tips and techniques and tricks and all of those things together and hopefully you're coming out of it a bit stronger so I think it's the most positive community ever. (laughs) They're also getting to like rewrite the narrative of what what it means to be cool in a sense because it's yeah Yeah. you know hide their extra reading books or hide that they're going to a school club and stuff whereas right now it's like no 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 we're embracing it in all angles you love reading look I love reading and you know people like Ruby and Jack make books on oh reading 50 books in a day stuff like that which is just amazing because the students now feel like oh yeah I like reading I I want to scream and shout about it whereas before I think when I was at school it definitely wasn't like cool to want to learn it was cool to be like oh I don't want to go to school and now it's like (laughs) there's a whole community out there and the numbers that like my friends like Jack are hitting and like we're all hitting numbers in the hundreds of thousands and it's like wait there are students all over the UK like us and it's just an amazing amazing community. Do you think part of the kind of phenomenon of study tube is because of the pressure that you're under to get those grades and to be successful because I, I was kind of you know thinking about when I was your age I mean we didn't even have predicted grades I didn't know what 
you know, what grades I was going to get for A-level. We didn't discuss that when I was at university. I think I spent most of my time, you know, I'm ashamed to say, not really working very hard. <laughs> and I think, I, you know, I wonder if that's that you, you know, you're feeling a huge amount of pressure to get the grades and to do well, or is it not an environmental cultural thing? Is it just from you internally? Are you both, would you describe yourself as really driven? I would say that for me, I'm driven within myself, but also I love the diversity within the study tube community because, for example, I always class myself as like the the the, the middle performing study tuber in terms of I'm like screaming and shouting that, oh, I got B's at my A-levels and I still got into Oxford and I went and got my 2-1 and I love it. And then you have the other spectrum of like the other students who are getting amazing first. And I think that's beautiful because then it allows the students the chance to to decide like, oh, I want to aim for a 2-1 and like V says it's okay or I want to get a first and Jack got it too. And I just think that's the beauty of the study tube community. We're not setting unrealistic standards. We're saying whatever your version of loving to learn or whatever grades you want to get is absolutely on your terms. But here are some tips on how we've been doing it. And yeah, yeah I don't think in the study tube community that we focus so much on like, you must get first or A stars. If you do, that's great. We celebrate it. If you don't, that's great. We still celebrate that because we mm. know that university and academia is not easy. Like it's not easy. And lots of students don't have, you know, perfect home lives and stuff and they have a lot going on. So for them to achieve a C grade, that's like unbelievable. That's amazing. So mm. I really love that our community has a range of study tubers, like getting ranges of grades. Like we don't all get first and stuff, but it's, it's great. And when they do, we celebrate. I just love it. I just think it's beautiful. I think that we grew up in a kind of place where your teachers always told you this, you need to be aiming for this grade and that grade. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this is just a place where you can say, OK, here are some tips from yeah. someone who is going through what you're going through right now. Someone who understands the pressure that you are under right now, not someone who took their exams 30 years ago, not someone yeah. who took a different system, you know, our A-levels, our GCSEs are totally different now to what the teachers who are, you know, running the show, what, mm -hmm. what they did. So I think it's nice to be able to have people who recognize that and understand that. And so, yeah, for me, I think it's really important for us not to tell people you must aim for this grade. This, yeah. this grade equals success because that's not what it's about. It's mm -hmm. about loving what you do, being passionate about it. And putting in the hours that you want yeah. to and having the tools to achieve what you are capable of. Yeah. So I think that leads us nicely into talking about the Study Tube project because it is yeah. about you grouping together, Avengers Assemble, um, <laughs> to help kids still at school and still at university with, you know, what's going on with the pandemic. So tell us, I know, Jack, it was your idea I think initially and then you kind of got in touch with everyone in the community where where did it come from well we knew we had to do something as soon as schools closed down we were on our group chat like how are we going to do something about this and use these platforms that we are so lucky to have and that we benefit from so much how can we use this for good and help other people mm -hmm. and so it was very much a collective process of kind of brainstorming ideas and I think I mentioned we could make a shared channel and then it kind of went from there and V and I on that day were literally having voice notes and, <laughs> and phone calls and stuff trying to just set it up and get the ball yeah. rolling and get a really broad range of diverse interesting 
creators who specialized in different subjects. You know, there are people who do science subjects. There's, you know, astrophysicists. There's people doing classics. There's people doing art foundation courses. We have such a mix of people so that hopefully no matter who you are, you would recognize someone in that lineup, whether that's their accent, the way that they look, the the subjects that they're interested in. We just wanted to get everyone, and it did feel a bit like Avengers Assemble. Let's bring you know, the titans of Study Tube together and do something good for the community and give back. I think the the range of content is huge, isn't it? I mean, I I had a look at some of the stuff on that. I loved your fifty fiction books. Read, Jack. I actually ordered one. Did you? Which one? Having uh, Americana. Oh, what a which great I've book! I've never read, and I it's was actually incredible going through thinking yeah I've read that I haven't read that all and actually the way you described it I thought that sounds really interesting so I've ordered that but yeah I thought that the range is phenomenal so what's happening with it at the moment now we're in the summer holidays are you still doing content what are your plans for the future how are you going to use it yeah I think it's it's going to be a bit of a process of working out what the best way way to do it is I think we'll definitely relax it over the summer for us it was mostly about creating a sense of community regardless of this state of isolation we were in because for some people their home lives aren't great there are different things going on in their lives which are affecting their mental health and I think uh, for a lot of people education is such a constant in their lives and an escape from anything else that's going on and so to have that stripped from you so suddenly yeah. could be quite distressing for a lot of people yeah. and so to be able to share okay every single day at 6 p.m you're going to have something that you can think about something you can go away and look further into from someone who knows their stuff who specialized in that and can give you a bit of an introduction to the topic and then you can go away and take it as far as you want so for us it was just really important to give people that access to education that they may not be able to get at home and the escapism that education provides to bring that into their bedrooms, to bring that into their living rooms, to bring that into wherever they were and be there for them, I suppose, and create a community. So yeah, the summer holidays is our next sort of challenge. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see where that goes. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience 
every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And for both of you, you know, you, you, you both graduated, didn't you, this summer? You were both... Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, we were supposed to. <laughs> but, well, that's what I was going to ask you about. I mean, I'll start with you, V. What, what's that been like? Presumably you took your finals online. Yeah. And then you're getting, you've got your result, you graduate. I mean, do you feel just really cheated because of that? Yeah, 100%. I mean, especially um, at university at Oxford, we have all of these crazy traditions, which are so exciting. And, you know, you wear this crazy uniform to take your exams and you have to put certain coloured flowers on while you're walking around town and everyone knows, okay, she has a white flower on, it means it's her first exam. The pink flower, she's in the middle and the red one, she's almost done. And people can, you know congratulate you or say good luck and then when you're finished you run out of the exam room and people throw flour confetti whipped cream all sorts of things on you then you go and you jump in the river and then you go out with your friends and there's a whole like set procedure on how you celebrate the end of exams whereas this year I finished closed the laptop went downstairs (laughs) my mom dinner and we called it a day and it's like oh it was so anticlimactic and it was just such a you feel so robbed, but you don't know who to be angry at because it's no one's yeah. fault with the global health pandemic, you know, and everyone yeah. does the best that they can. So there's, I think that's what's frustrating. It's like you have no one to be annoyed at, so you're just annoyed at the air. And, um, yeah, it was really difficult. But, um, you know, but the one thing that has kept me going, which I don't know if this is nice to say or not, but the fact that everyone else is going through it, you yeah, know, yeah. Like, even in the America, wherever you are in the world, all students who are graduating this year, we've all gone through it together. So mm. I find comfort in that somehow. But yeah, I feel very, very robbed of my final year. And you've got a place at Harvard now, haven't you? And you yeah. are, are you going to be doing that all online or just one oh. semester online? Do you know yet how that's going to work? Honestly, so technically it's supposed to be the entire year online. However, my cohort and I, we've kind of taken matters into our own hands and we've decided that in January we're off like we're, <laughs> we're, we're gonna turn it. up yeah we're turning up we're going there gonna get an apartment we're just gonna make it our own version we've realized that we're in a very unique position in that you know we're taking harvard online for the first time and it's the 100th year of harvard celebrating the 100 years there's just a lot going on but 
I'm going to study international education policy. And for me, it's like, this is such a pivotal moment in education and in the world. I didn't mm-hmm. want to miss this moment right now. And the world kind of needs, you know, my cohort and I to be active, proactive and to help resolve some of the issues. So I just wanted to take the challenge head on. So for me, it was a, it was just, yep, I'm going to do this. I don't know how it's going to work out, but it's Harvard and I'm going to do it. <laughs> Um, and Jack, you, I just have to say congratulations for getting your first. Oh, thank you. Uh, watched your <laughs> video you. when you um, when you found out you got a first. That's brilliant, fantastic. <laughs> so you are now taking a gap year, is that I right? I am, and yeah. I'm just embracing not knowing what was going to happen next. I think for years and years I've always known, okay, so next I need to do my A-levels and then after that I'm going to go to university and then I'll get a job and all of this and and the what the pandemic has sort of taught me is that the one thing we have is time the one thing we can rely on is just having this time and we can do whatever we want with it and we don't need to constantly be rushing to the next destination I'm quite enjoying just not knowing and floating a little bit and taking what comes so yeah I've moved to London I'm applying for a master's next year I did apply this year but didn't get in I was just about to ask you I was yeah. about, about to ask you that because I think one of the criticisms, you know, we all hear about social media generally um, and about you know, sometimes about YouTubers as well is this kind of, you know, we show successes and we show highlight reels. Yeah. And we've talked about the pressure of A-stars and, yeah. you know, getting first. But actually, Jack, I feel you've shared quite a lot of your disappointments on your channel. So you shared about not getting into Oxford when you Mm -hmm. originally applied and then you shared about not getting your master's at Oxford. I was just wondering how that feels to share something so kind of personal and, you know, disappointing. Both times, I remember, well, I looked at the video the first time when you didn't get in. You were obviously very, yeah, upset about that. How How does it feel to share that? um vulnerable I suppose and you when you share things like that you open yourself yourself up to criticism and you open yourself up to people saying well why why did you only apply to that one university and and why didn't you apply to this one why do you think you're above this university and that's not what it was about you know what I mean it was a personal goal for me and I think why can't we just shoot for the stars and hope for the best and do what we want to do um Mm. but equally I think that, yeah, social media can be a highlights reel. Instagram is everyone's best bits. YouTube is the moments that we deem entertaining enough to film. And for me, if I'm going to share, you know, getting my results and things that I'm happy with and share the positives, I also need to show the lows. And sometimes there are lows, and you know, and it's not pleasant. But I thought to myself, well, I would have shared it had I got in. And actually, would it not help more to share the disappointing bit and the the moment that isn't perfect and for people to be able to see when I was confused and a little distressed because I didn't have a plan I didn't I didn't know what to do next not that I'd ever necessarily assumed I would get in or anything like that but obviously we allow ourselves to dream a little bit (laughs) and there's nothing wrong with that so yeah I think it was that moment of being like okay that dream has sort of come crumbling down a little bit what am I going to do next and I'll make it work, hopefully, and take people along that journey too. And that's just as important to share. So, yeah, I think I and it's made me feel a lot more at peace with it. And, yeah, I think it was important to share that. So one other thing I wanted to ask you both about was 
what boundaries you put between your kind of YouTube channel and you or, or doesn't that exist? I mean, do you, I know what, so one example, I was going to ask V this first, but I noticed Jack, one when you were, you posted a video about moving out of Durham mm. and you posted for the first time the view out of your window and you said, I've never <laughs> shown the view out of my window because obviously that would identify exactly where I live. <laughs> yeah. And that was really interesting watching that. I thought, oh, you know, it hadn't occurred to me that you would have been very consciously thinking that. Uh, v, is there anything kind of similar that you've not shared or that you think about when you're posting your stuff on your channel that you think, no, I never mention that or I never show that? Yeah, for me, my boundaries come more to my personal life, I think, in terms of my love life and things like that. I I just don't really talk about it because I know, I've seen when I've um, posted some of my male friends who are just my friends and I'm just with them for dinner or something and you tag them, then they have like a thousand people trying to follow them that day and yeah. start messaging them and saying, oh my God, like treat V right. And I'm like, whoa, 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 <laughs> this is not my boyfriend. And then, yeah, so I think people are very like interested in that aspect and they're waiting for me to have someone and then show them. But I just, I wouldn't want to just because I know that that person would then lose their privacy maybe, but I don't know. That's the only part that I have boundaries for otherwise when it comes to like the study world of stuff kind of like Jack I kind of share it all really like the highs the lows but when it comes more to my personal life I think that's where and especially like in London now everyone's like where are you staying where are you staying and like Jack I'm like I'll show you when I'm going because people do show up they do find you have you had that have you both had experiences of people yeah Yeah, I I stayed I stay in London a lot in the summer and Last year, I was staying at this really cool place. I've forgotten where it was, but it was in London. And it was a really well-priced place. And I was showing everyone, like, the apartment place and where it was. And I think I showed the outside, and you could see the station that I was staying near. And they could tell exactly where I was. And people came. They came to say hi. I'm like, you can't just do this. You can't just show (laughs) up. Like, you have to, you know, you just can't do this. (laughs) So now I'm very, very careful in not ident- like showing where I'm staying or living and things like that. Um, what about you, Jack? Is there anything else you yeah. like? I mean, you've, you've not posted your girlfriend, have you, on Instagram? No, I, I like to keep, yeah, personal relationships and family stuff separate because it is a crazy thing to have your life on the internet and to yeah. allow people to make opinions on the things that you cook for dinner and your mm-hmm. hobbies and your habits and the way that you speak and the way that you look and etc you know, every haircut, every job you take, every little thing is put under a microscope. And yeah. that is something that that we we benefit from having wonderful viewers and a, and, and a, a viewership. But equally, there's, a, there's that side to it too. However, I put myself out there and I don't, I, I ask for it in a way, whereas like my family and mm. people I'm close to, friends, girlfriend, anything like that, they didn't ask for it. That this mm. isn't their world, and they they don't they're not in control of how they put themselves across at all times. So I think it is important to me to give them that separation from it, and also to exist in the real world and not have everything online because I don't want to live constantly thinking about okay, so if I post this picture of this person, how many likes am I going to get, and how many yeah. people are going to follow me, and all of that I I think I I don't want to be a number I want to be a human being that films their life as opposed to lives on camera you know yeah 
So what happens to a study tumour when they're no longer studying? I mean, I know, um, <laughs> v, v, you're, you're going to be at Harvard for a year. I know, Jack, you're, you're applying again for your master's. But have you both thought about how you're going <laughs> to develop your channels when you're no longer studying? This is the million-dollar question that everyone yeah. always asks. And I think oh, because, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I think also because... Um, because, like we said, StudyTube is so new in the sense of the word really only existed about a year ago. And all of us are still in our education. None of us have actually gone past that stage. So no one really knows what happens after. So <laughs> it's a really good question. And I think I think the people, the viewers that I have, I'm growing up with them on the internet in the sense mm. that when I have a results day, for example, they also have a results day because they're also in education too. So I'm assuming that when I'm almost done with education, so are they, and we move on to the next chapter of our lives together. And for me, the study world is never going to go because it's just, you're in it. Like right now, Jack is reviewing books that like Harry Styles has recommended and he doesn't need to be at uni <laughs> that you know maybe right now she's finished uni for the year but she's still taking online courses and I think we're always learning in life and whether it's traveling like what Jade does she does lots of travel stuff and I just think the study world it's not limited it's quite diverse so even if you mm. wanted to carry on for another 10 years you really could even though you're not at university you know and the yeah. advice dies I could still even Rosie she graduated last year but she's still making videos on how Oxford was and you know, just advice never dies. So I think I don't know what's coming next, but I think I think we'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Jack, guess it's, what um, about you? it's a weird one. I Knowing that I've, I'm now going on a gap year and I have a year out of education. For me, I agree with V. It's more about sharing that next step and sharing that uncertainty. I'm still a young person growing up in a world that we could not have prepared for at all. <laughs> And if yeah. someone saw this coming, like, could you have given us a heads up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think for me, it's important to then share the next step of being a young person trying to enter the world of work. And yeah. again, that's relatable because other people are going through it, too. And there isn't content being super honest about I've been applying for loads of jobs and I just can't get one. That's what I'm kind of I've been in London now for almost a month applying for jobs and no one is employing. And I think that's important to share, too. It's the next step. And Here's what I'm going to try and do about it. Here's how I'm feeling. Here's what I'm thinking. And yeah, I think that's the next step is just the next step of my life. <laughs> yeah. And I guess what V's saying, you know, all your viewers have grown up with you and gone yeah. through all these and they don't want to suddenly stop following you just because <laughs> they've left uni and you left uni. So yeah, it's going to be really, I know you've got a stationary brand, haven't you, Jack? I do, Yeah the box yes so you're going to be doing more with that yeah I'm really Love excited name, to have, by the way. <laughs> I'm really excited to have more time to really focus on it because being at uni and doing all of the having these amazing opportunities that I could never have even dreamed of like I wouldn't have allowed myself to imagine that these things could actually happen YouTube has sort of facilitated them which is an absolute dream and um I'm excited to have the time to really focus on them and do what I want to do and not have a looming deadline or, you know, a social that I need to go to each night. Like I, I'm, I'm ready to embrace this world of, you know, really focusing on new things that I'm interested in and giving time to the things I sort of neglected a little bit when I was at uni. So yeah, I think it will be cool to share those things and take everyone on the journey. The crazy thing, isn't it, is the fact that 
everything that we've done up until this moment, which is so cool because me and Jack were saying it the other day to each other that a lot of young people, we, they don't have these opportunities. Like we've lived really cool lives at uni. And to think I was doing all of that alongside a full-time degree, I can't imagine like what we can do when we don't have <laughs> a full-time degree on the side, you know? And I'm excited to see what that will look like. Mm, I I think... say, I, I'm in awe of both of you because when I think about how little I achieved when I was a student, <laughs> I look at it and think, I just don't know. I mean, do you not sleep very much, the two of you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I definitely neglected some sleep, I won't lie. <laughs> <laughs> I sleep quite well, to be honest. Like, in terms of, <laughs> I think when you know, I think Jackie can agree as well, like, when you know you have a lot on your plate, you use every hour to the max instead of... Yeah. I've been told, oh, you have five weeks to get this project done. I will procrastinate until the last minute. Whereas oh, yeah. when I'm like, hey, V, there's 10 hours in this day that you've got today and you've got to get all of this done. I just, just boom, 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 get on with it. I don't know. It's this weird psychological thing of, okay, because I have less time, I've got to do more. And Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I there's think... a famous saying, I think, isn't there? Uh, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. <laughs> yeah. the, people that are the most busy are the ones that are actually probably the most efficient. Sorry, Jack, I interrupted you. Just no, I was just going to say it's all about utilising that spare hour that you have and, and seeing it as it's not an hour that I'm just going to sit around waiting for the next thing to happen. It was, it was about, you know, how, what can I do in that hour and how can I get this, get further on this project that I'm working on? But equally... We have both been so lucky and the people in our um, in our situation as well. We we all feel so lucky and honoured that we even get to do it. And that I will never forget the people who gave us the platform to do it. And that's what's really important too, is that these things weren't given to us on like a silver platter. We had to put ourselves in the position to be lucky, but we are still so fortunate that we were the ones who got to kind of do it. So yeah, yeah it doesn't go wasted on us. We literally, whenever we see each other, we're just like, this is so mad. Yeah. <laughs> I've got three questions that I normally finish the podcast with, but there's yes. two of you. So I thought I'd ask one each and then the last one I'm going to ask both of you so who am I going to pick I, so the podcast is about our relationship with technology and the digital world so V I think I'm going to ask you first yeah. if there was one message you could give to everyone listening about their relationship with the digital world the, the different platforms they might be on what would it be I'll go with Instagram and I would say on Instagram remember that these are all any social media actually this is all a highlight reel of the best bits and it's not everyone who's going to decide to say I'm going to share the worst parts too so whenever you're scrolling through and you're feeling a little bit sad and you're trying to compare yourself and stuff just remember you're seeing a snippet of someone's life and everyone's going through something so please don't ever like compare yourself and think, oh, I wish I looked as pretty as her or I wish I was as successful as him because before he got to that success, there were like five rejections, but you just didn't see that part. So remember, everything's fine. Like you're normal, you're going through life and don't compare yourself. It's all a highlight reel. <laughs> I love that. And Jack, have you got a tip that we haven't talked about already about how you get a good balance? You know, we've talked about stuff you don't share all the content that you create, all the rest of the stuff that you're doing with the world, how do you make sure 
you're living your life as well as posting <laughs> about your life and sharing content? What what works for you? I think it's important to constantly be recalibrating and thinking about, okay, what is the most important thing for me to get done right now? And also, what will I look back at and be so grateful that I did? And what will I look back and think, oh, I can't believe I missed that. You know, there were a fair few nights out and and time to see my friends, which I could have neglected because I had, you know, a book to write or an essay to do or something. And sometimes you you do have to think about number one, think about yourself, think about what am I going to enjoy the most and get the most kind of memories and fulfillment from and you don't always have to be a productivity robot you need sometimes the most productive thing you can do is take a break so that's that would be my advice <laughs> seeing all the fancy dress that you packed when you left there it definitely looks like you made the most of oh yeah um... I was I was not take... the thing is I just felt so privileged and fortunate to get to go to university it wasn't an opportunity that anyone in my family had had before and so I just thought I need to make the most of every second of every day whatever I'm doing I just want to have the most amount of fun humanly possible and smile every day and see the people I love every day and so yeah for me university was all about taking everything by the teats and milking it (laughs) (laughs) So the final question I'm going to ask both of you individually. So what, what do you think you've learned about yourself from your channels and from the work that you do online? From the Right, V, you sent, you sent me the what is study to question, so I'm sending this your way first. <laughs> <laughs> this is me getting back at you. <laughs> I, think, I think I've learned how like resilient I am and how how well I take criticism. And I think I didn't really know that before. And I just... I thrive with people letting me know, hey, maybe you could improve on this, maybe you could improve on that. And I think I always say this to people online is that rejection is redirection. But I put it in quotation marks because nothing really is a rejection. So I think I'm just learning to just embrace everything, every downfall, every moment that someone might think, oh, this is it. This is the end of it all. It's like, no, 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 no. We're going to take this and make lemonade. So for me, I've learned a lot about myself in terms of how how much I just keep going and I'm, I'm really proud of myself for that because I didn't realize I had such thick skin but I yeah that's that's what I've learned it's <laughs> a great thing to know about yourself I think yeah um I love that um rejection as redirection absolutely everything any door that closes there's just another that's going to open and it's another chance to like try again and try again greater and I think it's beautiful and yeah so, Jack, you've had your few minutes to think yeah. about it. <laughs> thanks to V. Yeah, thanks, V, for taking that one. I think I would say, ironically, the thing that sort of study tube has taught me is that you are constantly learning. And I don't necessarily mean that in just an academic sense. I mean it in terms of you, we're constantly learning more and being exposed to new information and new ideas. And it's great to be able to change your own and be influenced by those and become an amalgamation of every great idea that's ever been posed to you. So I think for me, it's all about being a bit more malleable and knowing that, you know, our opinions can change and that's okay. And And the way that we understand the world is always getting greater and improving. And so we need to adjust with that and keep diversifying our worldview and keep, keep learning and, and enjoying that process of, we don't know everything. I, I, what I know in a year's time will be so much more than what I know now. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for all of the things that I get to learn. Yeah, I think for me that the thing that I've learned is we're just constantly learning new things. 
Does that come as well from looking back at previous content? Because I know you've done that a few times, Jack. You've yeah. Kind of, uh, this is what I think you did the looking back at your freshest week. Yeah. And at the time, I thought I knew everything. I thought, like, yeah. you know, I'm going through this and this is the most I'll ever know. And, and now looking back, I've had so many more experiences. I understand things like class a lot better and race. And, and, I've, and that's through broadening my mind and, and reading things that I that challenged me and that made me really think deeper to the point where now I feel more confident to express those views and and help educate others so I think yeah it's all about constantly allowing yourself to be on a journey and not being ashamed of the process I love that so thank you so much thank you for you. having us <laughs> thank you Thank you for listening to this episode of It's Complicated. If you haven't already, please do subscribe, rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. It helps other people find us and it means you get a helpful little notification when a new episode becomes available. For more about getting a healthy balance with tech, you can follow me, Tanya Goodin, or Time to Log Off on Instagram and Twitter. And both my books, Off and Stop Staring at Screens, are available on Amazon and at all good bookshops. Finally, for more information about this and other episodes in the podcast series, visit itstimetologoff.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.